Some movies are highbrow, some movies are lowbrow. Welcome to Highbrow Lowbrow. I'm Josh Kirschenbaum. I'm also Josh Kirschenbaum. You're not Josh Kirschenbaum. I'm Josh Kirschenbaum. You can't prove I'm it. I'm Cooper Gagan. Oh no! I'm Josh Kirschenbaum and Cooper Gagan. No, then what am I? And this is Highbrow Lowbrow. <laughs> And oh it God. is almost midnight. We've been recording forever. I'm so tired. <laughs> Our schedules are hard to match Why up these days. Why did we agree to do this? <laughs> and we are doing a lot of record to get ahead of all the weddings we have to go to this year. Uh, everyone stop getting married. <laughs> it's kind of exhausting. Um, Including I'm, you. Yeah, you I mean, can't complain. I'm you getting may- married next year. Yeah, it's so far away. It will, it, it, no, I, I, I'm going to shut up. Anyway, yeah, you're going to Yeah, here I can I can end your marriage right now. If I <laughs> if, I, if I poke you into saying I don't have a marriage. Prevent your marriage. I have a tentative marriage. <laughs> I think it's called an engagement, Josh. <laughs> I think you want to get that. I one have right. a theoretical marriage. Yeah. Um. Uh. uh we all, here on Hybrid Lowbrow. Normally, we talk about two movies that, uh, about one topic. Uh, one highbrow, one lowbrow. This time we're not doing that. This I like that you fucked do. it up a little bit because I fucked up the last one so bad. Yeah, in my defense, it's much later. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we fucked up the other. One. It, it, it's going to be a weird episode. It's fine. You guys are going to love it. I uh, think at this point they're all going to be weird episodes. So sometimes, uh, every other time, we don't do movies. We just do some uh, what's called a no brow episode. We just talk about some random other topics, stuff that probably wouldn't get on the podcast, stuff we want to riff on, current events, things. topics. Yeah, uh, other movie, just other stuff that we can think that it'll be interesting to talk about, but isn't going to fit. I mean, the last episode we did, which you'll have heard by now, because you all listen to every episode, is you know, we, oh, the, 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 is one of our topics just a recap of what we've done <laughs> on the podcast. You know, like that was like you know, th- pretending dead people are alive, and and some it's sometimes it's hard to fit in a conversation about Kanye West into that, but we do want to yeah. talk about Kanye West as, as much we, as humanly possible as we, as we do both, has already done this podcast, and we will do again in the future of this podcast in like ten seconds. Uh, yeah. So that's what we're doing right now. Let's dive right into it. <laughs> it's really it. just an episode format that allows us to talk about Kanye West. Pretty much, it's really yeah, just and you know what. That's fine, I guess. I mean, people like people don't like Kanye West, but no. they sure like talking about him. Yeah. Uh, so the latest Kanye. Uh, that new Kanye. The new Kanye is two things. One, he dropped out of Coachella, mm-hmm. uh, which as someone who's going to Coachella, um, and actually this episode will air as I'm driving to Coachella, because oh. I'm driving up that Friday you morning. You listen to yourself talking. Uh, oh, actually, no, it'll be the weekend after, because next week is... God damn it. God damn it. Anyway, what the, the the replacement has not been announced yet, but it will. by the time you hear this, it will have been announced, and they will have played, and I will have seen it. So we'll it. just put in 17 seconds of silence for Ready? us to say the name. Right, right now, let's stop, let's stop talking for seven, 17, 17 seconds. seconds. What if their really? names are really long? <laughs> 17 seconds. Yeah, yeah, it's Arcade Fire, and we're naming every single member of Arcade Fire. Yeah. <laughs> we need like an hour. Yeah. Um, it's probably for the best. It's probably, I think there's rumors he's just taking some personal time, which he should. Um, you know, I mean, he think he's obviously burnt a lot of bridges with a lot of people. I think, uh, regardless of how much of a piece of shit he's been, it's better for the, him in the world that he's getting help than not. If so, if that's what he's doing, that's good. If yeah. he's not getting help, he should look all throughout this. Like he has mental illness and he needs, he needs help. Our, our friend Kanye needs help. Yeah, uh, maybe not a friend. Maybe not a friend, but he, he did a, a man whose music I love. We will all be better off if he gets help. Yeah, uh, and especially especially Pete Davidson. Yeah, especially Pete Davidson, uh, who we'll talk about later. Um, but yeah, so he's dropping out. Uh, bummer for the Kanye people. I, I'm actually a little bit happy about it because I was a little bit like uh, morally torn about whether or not I'd see his chest set at yeah. Coachella because like. I don't want to support him. And obviously this post is going to bring out Travis Scott, which is like oh. a huge <laughs> dick move. 
Uh, so oh, and then also I've been watching the, there's a new Kanye documentary. Yeah, why don't you tell us about that? Because I actually haven't seen it. Well, it's just, I, this um, this guy, Cootie, has been basically following Kanye since the late 90s and just being his documentarian because he kind of, uh, he was doing a public, a public access show about the Chicago hip hop scene. And he just like found Kanye and was like, this guy's incredible. As as every time you hear an interview about somebody meeting Kanye, they're immediately just like, this man is a star. He's a big, great, big, shining star. <laughs> and uh, he saw that and he just decided to become Kanye's documentarian. He just followed him around for like what, 20 years, years now. Yeah. yeah. I think later on he became a successful videographer and was also supporting himself doing that, but also yeah. still doing the Kanye work on the side. Yeah. So it's basically boyhood. Yeah, Con- it's Kanye hood. It's Kanye hood. Yeah, yeah. and now Kanye ha- and he finally had like I'm mean, sure he has yay dozen yay hood. Yay hood's probably closer. Okay, yeah. sorry, go on. <laughs> Yoy hood, go again. I'm done. No, yay hood. <laughs> okay, I can't. We can't figure. <laughs> At some point in the middle of the episode, we'll just shout out some more Kanye boyhood things. Um, oh my god, I just lost my train of thought because I was <laughs> trying. He's a videographer. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I'm sure he has like hundreds of hours of Kanye content. He finally released a, and now that like TV miniseries documentaries are a thing, it's the perfect format because he can release a seven and a half hour long documentary about Kanye. Yeah. Of which I have, it's in three episodes on Hulu. I have watched the first episode. Netflix. Oh, on Netflix. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I watched the first episode, so it's all young Kanye, like young and hungry Kanye kind of dealing with. Right. The Kanye we, we was, that was unproblematic to like. Yeah, because he's he's just it's crazy how likable he is and just like so hopeful and just ambitious and charismatic and he has just kind of just boyish energy and also he's at a point in his career where he's like he's successful he's a successful producer but he's mm-hmm. still struggling to break into being a performer rapper. being yeah. a rapper and uh, you just like fall in love with Kanye over the course of this hour and I'm waiting for the next couple hours where you're going to fall out of love with Kanye. Right, right. The real rise and fall, classic Raging Bull situation. Yeah. And then the other funny part is that, so as a longtime Kanye fan, um, Donda, his mom, is just like this mythical figure to me because he raps about her. He named his company after her. You, when she died, you these all these like kind of think pieces about how it affected Kanye. Mm-hmm. And then there's all this like footage of him hanging out with his mom. She's just kind of this sweet old lady Who's got? She's this English te- like a high school English teacher, and she's very much got the high high school English teacher energy, and she's just like really nice and supportive. I'm like, wow, this is a real person who I like. I don't know. It's like fucking Zeus's mom, like, <laughs> and find out she's like a sweet old lady. Right, right. Because yeah, because he just looms so large in his art. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, Kanye's self mythologizing is you know second to none, and then yeah. his mother is kind of a part of that because she's like, I mean, in Kanye. Being Jesus, like making himself into a messiah figure, she is like the Virgin Mary for Kanye. But she's also like a human being, yeah. Which which has weirdly been lost in all that. Which is you know, well, yeah. And that's the funny thing is like Kanye being human being has kind of been lost in all of that because Kanye has Kanye doesn't think he's maybe lost a little bit of a lot of his humanity, (laughs) both in public procession and how he acts and shit he does. And so it's nice to see Kanye being a person. It's interesting. It's worth, worth checking out. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I'm a little like over. I've I've had a little too much Kanye in my life recently. I just like you know I keep seeing the news. It's like I I I spend too much time on Twitter and I keep telling Twitter I don't want to see all this shit. And then every fucking time it's like Pete Davidson trending again. Josh, you sure don't want to see? And then uh, uh, it just stresses me out. So oh yeah, that's why I never engage with Twitter. I know it's it's very addictive. I I will say it is helpful to get uh, sports news fast. Oh, well, uh, I, don't I think that. there's a handful of movie people who sometimes tweet funny things and just like occasionally getting like it. It's very nice when it's not destroying my brain. I'll say yeah. that about Twitter. And I'm sure you're more up on current events than I am. 
which I know you are more up in current events than I am because I specifically try not to pay attention to any of this. Yes. The one thing I was, I, I think Twitter is horrible in the way it seems to create consensus around uh, like art very quickly. Right. So like every, like immediately when a movie comes out, everyone's just like immediately like, here's what we think about the thing. And here's the discourse about the thing. We had it already. And then I talked to normal people in the real world and they're just like, hey, I saw Liquor's Pizza. It's like, what did you think of like the, the seven things they all argued about on Twitter for the past few years? And like, oh, I thought it was funny and good. You know? Yeah. Well, it's funny because I, I feel like there used to be like the, there used to be a critical consensus on movies, mm-hmm. but they would actually be talked out in art and like in pieces of, take time in pieces of criticism where you would have an article where you could figure out the reasoning. Mm-hmm. And on Twitter, it's just kind of like just the take. It's not the thinking about it. there's no thinking about it exactly. it's very insular and it doesn't really reward the most like heterodox thinking often mm-hmm. except among people who are very much like i take i have stake in this claim whose like brand is i'm a heterodox thinker but really they're just kind of being like like i don't know pushy assholes yeah i don't know i spent too much time on twitter it's not good um but it does mean that i get to break uh, sports news to my friends first and it makes them like me more and that's like the only thing i care about oh good yeah yeah um, oh, I mean, okay. The one, the one merger point of merger is that Kanye has the best tweet of all time, which is the water bottle water tweet. Water tweet. I okay. hate it when I'm on a flight and I wake up with a water bottle next to me. Like, oh great, now I got to be responsible for this water bottle. That's great. It's the best tweet of all time. And, and I like it's just sort of like a grumbly, like like a fine cat skills Jewish comedian could have made that. Joke. Yeah, it's a it's just a solid joke <laughs> from Kanye. <laughs> I really miss. There used to be a Twitter account when Kanye started Twitter that would just retweet everything he said, but said Liz Lemon in front of it as right. if he's Tracy Morgan. Yes, <laughs> that was great. Yeah, very fun. Oh, that was when Twitter was fun. It was all just like weird bits like that. Yeah. Uh, um, like there's one that was just like tweets from a guy who's about to die. <laughs> they would just be like, oh man, I'm going to go pet this tiger, like things like yeah, that. Yeah. Shit like that. Now it's just, you know. It's like sh- or like shit my dad says. And, yeah, yeah, which. which We're yeah. in like the late stage capitalism of social media. Exactly. Like it used to be like a million websites. Now it's like two. Yeah. And they all just link to each other. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, What's the next shit we're talking about? Chris's? Well, we'll talking about the segue is Pete Davidson. Okay, here we go. Who, you know, like the Kanye stuff. Oh, yeah. Short ass movies. movies. Long ass wieners. So <laughs> there was weird episode. There was a um, uh, SNL skit, a video that was yeah. a song called "Short Ass Movies." Yeah. How awesome is that movies are short? Yeah, we Good. like them. We like short ass movies. Famously, not famous to the twenty people who listen to this podcast. I like movies that are ninety minutes long. I get mad when they're over ninety minutes. <laughs> it was a very. You should check it out. Um, if I remember to, I'll leave it in the show notes. Um, also, Dirt Nasty's in it. Yeah, Simon and he, Rex. And he plays Ernest P. Worrell because I think they just were like, "Hey, Simon Rex kind of just looks like Ernest, right?" And they're like, "Oh yeah." So they added that into the bit. Yeah, all the movies that he recommends that are under ninety minutes are all Ernest movies. And he's just doing the Ernest face, and he looks a lot like Ernest. <laughs> it's very funny. Also, one thing I really appreciate about this skit is that. Uh, there, it, it, all the examples of short movies was all over the spectrum. Yeah, like they were like Eraserhead or <laughs> Ernest movies. Like yeah, they did it like, which is the beauty of short ass movies, right? There's really, really like, you know, there's really incredible short ass movies. There's really dumb short like, you know, it's not a class thing. It's not a highbrow lowbrow thing. No, like the short ass movie it's transcends all brow. It's about economy of storytelling. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and I really, I did love that their example. Of the movie that was too long is Heat. Yeah, I know because <laughs> it's, yeah, this is like the tailor made skit for us. Because also we as a we, we used to live together as us and two other people in an apartment and then us one other person and your girlfriend which is also a fun configuration but yeah. at one point it was a 
like a friend meme that we would just like throw on Heat every like other night. Right. We would go to each other and be like, guys, should we watch Heat? Yeah. And then we would watch the entirety of Heat, which is like a three and a half hour long movie. And it's great. <laughs> yeah. And then at it, like one in the morning. It really was as good made for us. Uh, and also Netflix made short ass movies like next day. Yeah. I will say they tripped over their balls a little bit because it is like all Netflix movies. Oh, well, they were obviously going to push the road, but they also had I know. That's like what annoys me about Netflix is that they really prioritize like Although, shitty Netflix movies. I'll say this. they When I logged on, and I can check what it is now, but the number one movie they were pushing was Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Oh, okay. It was a good movie that people should like. They, it's not like they were like, oh, you should watch, uh, um, you know, the one of their like popular. Well, there was one that's called Extinct or something. It was about these little donut critters that are extinct and go back in time and. Uh, Rachel Bloom is one of them. Okay, here's what I got on my short-ass movies. Number one, Zoolander. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, then there's a popular on Netflix. So it really is just like a Netflix page because there's a there's a popular on Netflix one, which has Lady Bird, Midnight in Paris, Stand By Me, uh, Trending Now. Honestly, I'm getting some good-ass movies here. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. But then, okay, now, there's, now they're, they're pushing some not-so-good stuff as, as we go down here. I'm not going to call them out. Yeah. But then there's like, you know, like Tangerine, another Sean Baker movie, just speaking of uh, Simon Rex. Bandersnatch is a thousand hours because it's a yeah. Game. Wait, did they list that as a short ass movie? They did. I guess you can do it in an hour and a half. Or you're supposed to. Uh, I I guess. Yeah, I mean, if you're really really cranking through it, man. I'm just gonna you know no. this is not a plug for Netflix, but I know Netflix always gets the ding of it not being of having a bunch of shitty movies or only Netflix movies. I'm looking. They have some like Killing Them Softly's on here. Croupier with uh, Young Clive Owens on here. Uh, one of the death of the funerals. I don't know because it's uh, uh um because Peter Dinklage is in both of them. He's the connection. There's like one actor in, who's in, in both wh- of them. In what death of the funeral? Oh, I haven't seen that. I think there's one actor who's in both that both of the. Uh, okay, I'm looking it up. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna do up. a little list of my short ass movies. I'm going through my letterbox. I'm just doing four star movies that are shorted by Peter Dinklage by is in both death of the funeral. So I in the 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 thumbnail of the death of the funeral is Peter Dinklage. So I don't know which one it is. Go on. Got it. Okay, World of Tomorrow, short ass movie. Uh, oh, very short ass movie. Yeah. Scorpio Rising, short ass. I mean, Scorpio Rising is like a thirty minute long Kenneth Anger movie. That's insane. This, these are ones that are on your Netflix. These, no, these are on my Letterbox. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes more sense. I was gonna say I didn't think any of these. Were on yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Scorpio Rising is very much non. It's like a non narrative, basically an art film. Ken, okay. It's a Kenneth Anger. He's cool, but he's cool, but he's not a movie. He's not a movie in the uh, sense of the word that most people think. South Park, Elephant, a movie I was kind of thinking about the other day. The Gus Van Sant movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's the the Columbine one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't seen that one. That was when he was in his, Van Sant was in his like very, uh, uh, like non actors, like very experimental phase. Yeah. Uh, oh, did you ever see Paranoid Park? No. That was like the end of that. It's that supposed to be good. You would, it's just, it's a skater movie. You would adore it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go on. Oh, 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 okay. Okay. Now I'm doing five stars sorted by film length. <laughs> Werner Herzog eats his shoe. <laughs> very short movie. Maybe 15 minutes long. Werner Herzog eats his shoe because yeah. he's the best. Uh, the, anyway, the only point is, yeah, short-ass movies are good. You should watch short-ass movies. And also, like, it's old movies are often very short. And I, another plug to please watch movies that didn't come out in the last five years. Yeah, watch a black and white movie. They're, get over it. They're really good. Yeah. Because um, a lot of them are just kind of fun. Right. Yeah. They're, like, meant to entertain. And especially, like, I mean, silent movies, sure, but, like, screwball comedies are, like, 80 minutes, and it's just, like, a thousand jokes a second. Yeah. If you like a third of them, that's, like, great. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, next up on the list, um, announcing next week's episode. Oh yeah, we're doing sexy, sex aliens. sexy aliens, erotic sci-fi. Yes, I feel like a genre probably... I never really considered until our friend Olivia told us that we had to do an episode on it. <laughs> so we wanted to get Olivia on the podcast because uh, Olivia's great, uh, and. We I we originally pitched erotic thrillers because that's one we've been talking about doing for a while. Yeah, and then she's like, "What if we made it harder to find movies?" <laughs> yeah, she's erotic sci-fi, and for something when she said that, I thought she meant, um, uh, like Barbarella. Yeah, and I was like, "What's the highbrow Barbarella?" Yeah, <laughs> but no. So we're 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 doing uh, sex aliens. Um, uh, should we reveal the, the yeah yeah okay? So the highbrow is going to be under the skin, and the lowbrow is species. Very excited. I haven't seen species yet. Uh, and I saw it. That might have been a movie I saw when I was kind of young to see that movie. So we got to say something for the pod. Yeah. But very excited. I'm very excited to have Olivia on because she's awesome and it's going to be a really fun episode. And it's yep. good to have guests. So uh, building the It's going to be our one. horniest episode yet. Yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. Honestly, yeah. I don't think we've ever done We haven't it. had any particularly horny episodes. No. But we'll see how this one goes then. Maybe because if, if we pull off erotic sci-fi thriller. Then we can use, we can use, use erotic thriller. Use erotic erotic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll do Last Tango in Paris versus something else with butt fucking. <laughs> Uh, next on the list, uh, Charlie XCX. Oh, Freddie got fingered. There we go. Shut the fuck up. Next on the list is Charlie XCX. <laughs> oh, yeah. We saw Charlie XCX over the weekend at the Greek. A great venue. And a great show. A great show by a great before. I love Charlie. She's, she's so, on tour now. She's just she's just a... She's Charlie, baby. I always forget that she's British because they're singing... I guess British people don't read as British to me when they're singing. Right. So then she'll do... In, in between songs, she'll start like yelling at the crowd and she's like so goddamn British. And yeah, she's like very... Cockney's not the right word, but Northern. Like low-class British. Yeah, like very thick British accent. Yeah. Um, and she's just like... You know, she's just a pop star's pop star. It's just like... She's got backup dancers. It's just her on stage. She's got a crazy ass production. Yeah. Really poppy songs. I also really like that this most recent album, Crash, is um, it feels like kind of it's very referential to other popular pop songs. Like there's a they she sample she samples a bunch of like very popular pop songs. Oh, interesting. Like yeah, like cry like she samples "Cry for You" by September. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, so I, I went to the show. I thought I knew a lot of Charlie songs, and I think maybe the one album of hers I know is not like the most well-known one. Which one? Um, it's the one with "Blame It on You" on it. Is that maybe the name of the album? I'll, I'll that is that. a that is a song. My favorite album of hers is uh, "How I'm Feeling Right Now," which is mm-hmm. the her COVID album, which she like re- recorded in her apartment. Uh, the album is number one angel. So that's oh, really that's the yeah. one I happen to know a little more. I think that is weirdly that is that one's a really good one. Um, I think that was kind of when I started to get more into Charlie was that album. Yeah, good album. But uh, it is, I think it is her less run because like Pop 2, whatever it's called, I think that's her, that was kind of her big breakout. Yeah. I mean, well, she really breaks out with like, I mean, she's on well, the she, kind of pop song. Yeah, uh, I, I the don't Iggy, care. The Iggy Pop song. The Iggy Pop one was probably where she, like everyone, really everyone found out about her, but that wasn't her song. Right. And then Boom Clap is like, is on uh, a movie about teenagers, either Fault in Our Stars or Spectacular Now movies. I am told are different movies. They are. Um, and, and that song is on one of them. And I feel like that's also a big thing for her. Right. Yeah. I guess it wasn't her coming out. It was more like when she became respected as a crafter of a full album. Right. As opposed to a, either a feature on another song or just like a kind of billboard top 40. Yeah. So it was a very good show. And, and we talked about this when we saw it was that like it's we don't see a lot of like pop shows. You I know, see more than you. But you yeah. More, but like it was... I had not seen a show like this since I went to see In Sync at the Old Giant Stadium when I was in second grade. Oh, okay. Um, like I, I've seen a lot of shows, but it's very much a lot of like, uh, um, and not kind of what I've seen at Coachella. It was like, 
you know, I see a lot of like indie bands. I see rappers, uh, um, DJs, that kind of thing. It's been one of those just like a pop star doing a lot of choreographed dances with outfit changes and like that kind of production. Yeah, you see, it was like, like a new trip for me. I saw, yeah, like I, the last big one that comes to mind for me is I saw Tanache live, that must and that was cool. the, the exact same. It was like felt like a Britney Spears like show. It was yeah. just like outfit changes. Good ass backup dancers, super fucking fun. Loved it. It was great. It just—it's one of those weird things where like you come across something that's like massively popular, but like you don't know about, it, and they're just like, oh, right, this fucking thing—it's like new to you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or to me at least. Yeah, because like th- that show is from the school of thought where it's like, which is the same thing that a lot of DJs do, but to different in a different way, where it's like, okay. We don't. We're not a band. We're not playing instruments. There's not a lot going on to the process of us making music. So this show's got to be fucking balls to the wall. Right. You wild. have to keep the energy. Yeah. It, this is not like a technical performance. This yeah, is a, It's production design. Right. It's theatrics. Yeah. Although credit to Charlie, it's very much a technical performance by her. Like, a lot of dancing. Yeah. And, and she's a, she's still singing. Yeah. And she's a good singer. Yeah. And I, she's like, she's not like a. She's not Adele. Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like she's not like a like kick ass like amazing dancer, but she's, she's really great. she's really putting her all into it, and yeah. she has really good backup dancers, and she's just so great and just right. super endearing. I don't know, I fucking love her. Yeah. And great. also when I say not Adele, that doesn't mean she's not an incredible singer. She is. It's just like she's not like she's the not appeal like, of the she's show. Not Ryan Carey. Yeah, the yeah. appeal of the show is not that she's like sitting there and like like like, like a Pavarotti. She's not hitting the notes perfectly. She's a fun good singer. Right. You're not there to see like. Yeah. Not a virtuoso, I guess. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Uh, but Charlie XX is great, and you should ch- check out her show. She's coming near you, but most of you live in LA. <laughs> yeah. So you missed your fucking shot. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, soft wreck for Crash, her new album. It's pretty <laughs> it's good. It's very good. I mean, it's a hard wreck, but it's not part of our wreck segment. How about that? Uh, I think that, yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, we, we can just recommend stuff, even if it's not like the official wreck. Yeah. Of the, because, you know. Like, we're recommending Crash. We're recommending Crash. It's, it's funny because I bought a, I bought a, the concert shirt for it, and I don't think I'll be able to wear I can't wear it to work because it's just Charlie's boobs all over it. Because the, the album cover is just her in a bikini on a car, and it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, her whole imagery is very sexually aggressive. Yes, which I'm here for, but <laughs> it's one of the things where I like wearing concert shirts because it's kind of like, it's, I don't know, I like concert shirts. And yeah, it, but, it's, so it's a flex, a little medium flex. Yeah, it's medium flex. And I wanted the one that had all the tour dates on the back, but the one with the tour dates on the back was also the one with Charlie's boobs all over the place. I'm like, well, we just got to do it. Well, we talked about this, and I'll do the rant again. Every fucking show you go to, there's two shirts. There's the one that looks awesome but doesn't have the tour dates on them, and the one that has the tour dates on it and does not look awesome. Yeah, and I you go always got to make the call. I I do the uh, the try hardy move. I go with the tour dates one because in my mind I'm like I could probably buy the other one online somewhere, and then they're not available online. Right, because like, this is the official. I was there for this tour. Yeah, like, my kids are gonna see this shirt. Right. Like kind of thing. Yeah, but like I feel like I used to always go for that, and nowadays I go for just like the good shirt. Yeah, uh, I think the one I regret. I have the gorilla shirt. I saw the Plastic Beach tour. Uh, and it's a good shirt. It's got like you know that basically album with the four of them. It's got the tour dates on the back. Oh yeah, fun. Um, but they sold a shirt that was a, like a Murdoch shirt, and it was like oh, a bright purple shirt. Yeah, that like just had his face on it. Yeah, that's but like, a good it was his torso and face coming out from the bottom of the shirt, like off center. Oh. And it was an oversized shirt, and it was the coolest fucking thing in the world. And I didn't have the money to buy that and this one. Yeah, and I always regret not getting that Murdoch shirt. You know what concert? PR or music PR people just put the dates on all the shirts. Why are you doing this? For to God's us? sake, at least put the tour on all the shirts. Yeah. Um, fun fact, Murdoch, at least as of, um, I think two albums ago or whenever, um, the yeah. one with on, uh, died. Oh, when the, around when is the he, now, now, is he out. like a zombie now? No. So what happened was he was put in jail. Okay. I forget why. I love that the gorillas <laughs> characters are still doing shit. I always forget that Noodles grown up now, and I find yeah. that weird. I didn't even know Noodles was a was a woman until like uh, Plastic Beach came. She or, was a child. She was a child in the first 
three handful. albums. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When then humans like she's just like in like a, a short skirt. I'm like, good, good for you, noodles. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and her name is a food, so it's kind of hard you to tell. Can't tell. Yeah. Uh, so Murdoch, um, this is around the now, now in humans, um, where. He was in jail and he tried to escape from, I forget what he's in jail, but he tried to escape from jail. Uh, like he tried to Andy Dufresne it. He tried to Shawshank it. Okay. Uh, and he drowned in a river of shit. <laughs> That's very funny. And they replaced him with Ace, the leader of the gang green gang from Powerpuff Girls. Wait, what? Yeah. So in the Man, video. Man, I am really out of like the gorilla's <laughs> mythology. I'm also behind. I think, I think Murdoch has since come back. But in 2019, when the Now Now came out, the video for Humility, the one with Jack Black in Venice. And okay. It's just, it's just Ace. And it look he looks a lot like Murdoch because he's like a green skinny man, <laughs> but it's just Ace instead. And but the rest of the girls are all hanging around on Venice Beach while Jack Black plays the ukulele. That's really insane. It's a great album, man. It's really Jamie Hewlett. Jamie Hewlett's great. <laughs> Damon Albarn's great. Damon Albarn's great. Yeah. <laughs> do you think? Do you think we'll get a new Tank Girl ever? I don't. Do you think that the Tank Girl movie just fucked it up so bad? I think so. Yeah. And also, I just think that kind of like '80s rad aesthetic is not what's in. But that's. I guess 90s is now in. Right, yeah. They, they missed the boat. And the 80s stuff that's still in is the more wholesome Spielberg, like Stranger Things, uh, um, you know, like like the movies that made us stuff. Not so much the alt, ener- you know, yeah, heavy metal like the energy. punks, like like weird 80s punks. Yeah, you know, like, like they, they always want to do that heavy metal uh, um, reboot. It had to become To Love, Death, and the Robots instead. And yeah, and that's I think that show is like I love that show, but I think I acknowledge it's like a very mixed reception. Yeah, it kind of also missed the bag, missed the boat because it's like kind of really tongue in cheek Mad Max in a way. Yeah, and Mad Max was the thing for a while. I don't know. I think I think we could bring back Tank Girl. We'll see. I think it'd be a TV show. I think everything will eventually be reclaimed as a TV show. I would be. Yeah. I, just, I don't know what Tank Girl would be. Like I don't know if it, it, I think it would have to be updated in some way. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't read enough. I read like I had one of the Tank Girl comics when I was a kid, but I didn't like get super into it. I haven't read much. I just I'm vaguely aware of it, just like from reading about it on the internet. The movie is insane and really bad. <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um. Next. Next up. Yeah. Let's uh, do it. All right. Keep uh, it moving. Who is the best, Chris? Yep. The Hollywood Chris. The Hollywood Chris. They're all white. They're the, all blonde. The beefy they're all Chris's. the same. Goddamn man. There's. And we'll go through them real quick. You got your Chris Pine, yep. a.k.a. Captain Kirk, and uh, what's his name? Steve Rock, not Steve Rogers, Steve something in, in Wonder Woman. He's the man in Wonder Woman. Oh, is Steve Rogers? Steve Rogers is Captain America. Okay. We'll get to him in a second. Yeah. Steve I don't know. Bartman? Blick? Turkenbaum? <laughs> I don't think it's that. <laughs> I don't know. Brink, so it, Brink Farwell? Brink Farwell. Yep. You think it's Brink Farwell? Yep. You're... You're damn right it is. <laughs> so Squirk Tannen. We have three more Chris's to get to, and then we can talk about it. Yeah. There's Chris Hemsworth, a.k.a. Thor, a.k.a. Bad Times at Royale. And uh, uh, Black Hat Hacker Hathaway remember, in the remember film when Black he, Hat. Remember when he was in Cabin in the Woods? I do. He's great in Cabin in the Woods. That was funny because Cabin in the Woods came out after he was famous, but it was filmed before Thor. he was famous. Oh, also, Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth is also in... Chris Hemsworth plays Chris Pine's dad in Star Trek. What? In Star Trek, Which the one? movie. The, new, the first one? The first Star Trek movie starts with a flashback of, 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 uh, of uh, Captain Kirk's dad yeah. saving, sacrificing himself to save a ship full of people and talking to his pregnant wife, being like, you should name him James. Okay. And then we got Chris Pratt, a.k.a. Star-Lord, a.k.a. Funny, Jurassic Park the, Man. The funny one who dovetailed into the serious ones. Yep. And then we got Chris Evans, aka Captain America, Knives oh, yeah. Out, Snowpiercer. 
uh, defending oh, wait. Jacob. Wait, Chris Evans is in Knives Out, not Pine. I can't tell any of these. I can't you tell can, being serious. Can, I, no, I, I, when, because okay, before the record, I was like, oh yeah, Chris Evans is clearly the worst one because I thought he was Chris Pine. <laughs> but I like Chris Pine. Chris Pine's in What Hot American Summer, the series. Yeah, sure, but you know, okay, I think Chris Pine's the worst one. <laughs> I don't know. I, okay. I, me, I, I legitimately have a hard time telling Evans and Pine apart. Okay. So to That's be clear, I like all these Chris's. These are all good Chris's. There's not a bad Chris among them. I think Hemsworth has got to be the favorite for me just because I like, I worked for his manager for a bit. Oh, so I, I actually, I'm, I like very briefly met him and some of the other Hemsworths and they're all super nice, nice, oh, nice guys. Great. Yeah. They're actually cool people. I, you know, I have like fond memories. <laughs> I hated that job, but I have like, th- they were, they were a part of my like early twenties. Uh, okay. So here's what I'm thinking. For me, Evans is number one. I know it's a hot take, but I'm, here's, here's my reasoning. Yeah. One. Knives out. Oh no, not one. Captain America is my favorite Marvel character. Okay. I think because hmm. over time, a lot of the Marvel characters all sort of became Tony Stark. Um, oh, and he stayed the straight man. Right. Like everyone else was snarking about. And I think Evans is... The, the emotional core of that series. Like you need someone who is just playing it straight and is just sort of like upstanding and being a hero just down the line. And he does a really good, it's a hard thing to do to be the straight man. Although he does Tom, really well. Tom Holland's not a straight man, but he's not snarky either, right? He's well, he's like he's Spider-Man. He's constantly like riffing on stuff. And yeah, it's funny. I think maybe comic book Spider-Man's snarkier than Tom Holland. Tom Holland seems so like genuine, but I haven't really seen a lot of those. You movies. should see some of those Tom Holland Spider-Man. Yeah, okay. Just to get a sense. Um they're good. He's very good. Yeah. Um Chris Evans also knives out. I think he's so good in knives out. Knives out is really ransom. good. He's very good in it. Yeah. Um, speaking of us, like privileged, you know, white dudes in that kind of world, mm-hmm. uh, and also he's Snowpiercer, which is a Bong Joon Ho movie, and therefore is oh, uh, yeah. incredible. And he's really good. I think. I think of all the Chris, of all these performances, I think the best performance by any Chris, he's the highest brow Chris. I think because he's in a Bong Joon Ho movie. Yeah. <laughs> Bong Joon Ho is not highbrow. <laughs> he just has one highbrow movie. No, he's uh, well, he is. Snowpiercer is not highbrow. He has three. He has Memories of Murder. Oh, I haven't seen that. He has one. Mother. And we're talking about just like ones that are not sci-fi epics. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he has Parasite. Yeah, par- yeah. Right. Okja? Parasite's the one I've seen. Oh, I think Ocho is pretty lowbrow. I think. Well, I mean, I. It I has mean, highbrow. It has themes. It so, has like meaningful themes. But so this is where me and you start to disagree about what defines highbrow and lowbrow. Yeah. Whereas, like, I see Okja as more highbrow because I think it's kind of. I mean, it has more interesting themes. It's doing interesting things emotionally. It's like going doing things that a lowbrow movie like wouldn't like, with, especially with like the the factory farming stuff at the end. And it's also like strange and off. Like, it's not. It has like a weird sense of humor. It's not like always playing to the crowd, but also Bong Joon Ho is interesting because he is a very entertaining filmmaker in general. And like Okja is kind of like a creature feature. Yeah, so it's very in a way. it's meant to be Spielbergy. Yeah, it's like a riff on that. Yeah, uh, and obviously I think Snowpiercer is obviously like an action movie, mm-hmm. and then the host uh, is like a monster movie, and also just goofy as shit. But and goofy as shit, but also like like completely brilliant and one of the best movies. End of sentence. I'm less hot on it. But I, it's I know fine. you're not. As I don't dislike guy. it either. You're not as much a, bong, a member of the bong hive. Yeah, I'm not. Um, not banging the bong gong. Uh, the bong. The bong gong. Yep. It's the gong that I bang. No, I get it. I, like got it. Yep. I get it. Sh- sh- shut up. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think the the single best performance by Chris is in Snowpiercer, by Chris Evans. Mm. But I also think they all got some good shit. Yeah. I think Pratt has not yet pivoted to do. He doesn't do any prestige stuff. Uh, yeah, he has not made that jump. I guess Passengers was the closest, but that was still Ooh, very yeah, much was, like a, a, a swing of us. Right. And I, and, I, and I think that at, at best, that was going to be like a thinking man's blockbuster, but still a blockbuster. Yes. Yeah. Because um, he, well, he kind of got trapped in Jurassic 
world and world. Marvel. So he was in two yeah. huge franchises that take up a lot of time to film. Yeah, you're kind of just you're just lost to them until you get too old. Yeah, and that's yeah, until you age out, and then you just retire, and then you come back. Yeah, <laughs> they've all come back. Oh yeah, and then you're just old whatever star guy. Yeah, they oh, Star Lord. Yes, which is the joke in the movie. Yeah, Are you yeah. doing a joke on the joke? No. Okay. <laughs> Okay, my my rankings of the Chris's, and again, these are all good Chris's. You got Evans on top. Yeah, I'm gonna do Hemsworth, but it's close. I like Hemsworth a lot. I think he's great as Thor. I think he's really good in Rush. He, yeah, he actually has tried to do more prestige, but has also failed to do failed at most of them. Right. I mean, I think he's very good in Bad Times at Royale, which is it's, he's good in that that movie's okay. Yeah. yeah, and then I think he, like I said, he's great in Rush. Although that movie didn't uh, is not as well remembered. Yeah, like, in terms of like it's. It didn't make as big an impact think, as it should. I think he's great. Yeah, his big Oscar play was like Heart of the Sea, though, which right. was a big old flippity flop. Right, right, right. Which you know, coming off the collaboration with Ron Howard on Rush, you thought that would have you know landed a little more. I actually, haven't seen that one. Then you do Pine. Yeah, and I like Pine a lot, and I think part of that's just because I find him so like likable in all those movies. But he also has not done like a prestige movie. Well, he's he does prestige TV. Plays beyond the Pine. No, no, he's not. His name is Chris Pine. <laughs> Wait, there who, are no Chris's. In is, is there like? But there's like a blonde. There's like a white guy in that. There's multiple white guys in that. <laughs> but it's 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 Bradley Cooper, and it's Ryan Gosling. Close enough. I'm thinking Ryan Gosling. <laughs> it just has the word Pine in the title. <laughs> I got Ryan Gosling confused with him. Another <laughs> pretty white guy. Anyway. Pratt comes in last. The place beyond like, the pine would be a great like <laughs> behind the scenes documentary about Chris Pine. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> Maybe it would. I don't know. Or like his Cribs episode. I don't know. <laughs> that would be a good episode. Uh, that would be a good name for his Cribs episode. They should yeah. bring back Cribs. Yeah. Well, they don't need to because just Instagram does that. Now. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, we have more access than ever. Uh, Pratt comes in last, not because they don't love him, but because I am a fancy pants man, and uh, Pratt has not done any fancy pants movies, so automatic last. Well, if he starts doing some fancy movies. He comes back. It's funny. If Pratt had not turned into a... If he, Pratt hadn't done like 17 Jurassic Park movies that make me angry, he would probably be my number one just he's because so of likable. Parks and Rec. Yeah, he's so good. Look. And actually, no, I do take away... Pratt does, is in Moneyball. Uh, very brief. Very small he role. Is? He's good. He's one of these... He's a pitcher. You're he's thinking a pitcher. Brad Pitt. I'm not. Oh, yeah, you're right. He is in that. <laughs> he's a pitcher. Yeah, he's good in that. Right, he's good. He's really got baseball player, like, the energy. Bo- he's got the body. And he's he, got the vibe. And he's in... He's got the cock. He's also in Zero Dark, Dark Thirty. I, I heard what you said. I want, to talk about, <laughs> I want to talk about the real thing. Yeah, yeah. He's also in Zero Dark Thirty. Again, small role. He's one of the, he's one of the Navy SEALs at the end. He's, it, they're very good, and like, but, like, it's been a long time, and I feel like that's, like, pre... Guardians when he became a Chris, you know, that's like yeah. a pre Chris. Oh, he got like his cape and his scepter, <laughs> right? I think it before Guardians, if you were talking about the Chris's, yeah, I don't think he's on the list, but then yeah, once yeah. Guardians and then you know, Jurassic Park, he's one of the when he got Chris's. a personal trainer and a nutritionist, and right, and just a billion dollars exactly, yeah, yeah in, in that order. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's that is my ranking of the Chris's. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, I guess. I'll probably go Pratt just because of uh, Parks, and Rec. Parks and Rec. I think that's fair. I feel yeah. like I got it. He's so good. But it's he is really chipping away that goodwill that he got from Parks and Rec because <laughs> I am upset by a lot of his choices. Well, it's just because there's like not a lot of the stuff that you want to watch that he's doing. It's just the Jurassic Park movies, really, because I like I like Guardians. Yeah, he's great. Even though I'm not a big Marvel guy, but like you got Guardians Edwards is too. fun. Yeah. Um, and then I guess Pine, and then. Hemsworth. I want to. I want to like Hemsworth more, but he's just not in a lot of movies. I love. He's not in a lot of movies in general, honestly. But maybe, yeah, maybe Pine. Pine stuff because he's in like two movies I really like and a bunch of movies I'm like nothing. Yeah. 
these guys are also so, so nothing. I feel have so few feelings about all these men. Um, and then, and then who's the la- who's the last Evans, one? Chris Evans. Right, yeah, that, that guy. Last three. Okay, yeah, like, what, I don't even know what's the movie he's in. <laughs> Knives Out, Snowpiercer. Oh, he, he's in Knives Out. He's in Knives Out. I thought the other one was in no. Knives Out. No. <laughs> Wait, so maybe he's higher. I don't. I can't. I don't know. <laughs> Would it help to pull up a picture? No. <laughs> they look the same. That's the problem. I can't picture them. Chris Pine is in Star Trek. Chris Evans is Captain America. Okay, wait. Chris Evans. Okay, is... wait. So Pine's my lowest one because he's because he's in yeah yeah <laughs> Star Trek. Okay, yeah yeah. I okay. don't care about those movies. Okay, but he's also in like Wonder Woman and Wet Hot American Summer. And... Oh, okay, well he's barely in Wet Hot American. He's very Summer. funny in it though. Sure. And then uh, okay, so Evans is your second. Yes. And then Hemsworth, and then Pine. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Who's not in place beyond the pines? Who's not in place beyond the pines. As far as I know, there's no uh, no Chris. He's the titular character. He's not in place beyond the pines. <laughs> like 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 the pines house. It's pine apostrophe s. It's pines. <laughs> it's pine. It's like the house behind Chris Pine's house. It's the place beyond, place the, beyond pines. the pines. I always forget that's the subtext of the movie. You gotta yeah. like really like read into it. Yeah, he's just like he, you see him poking his head over the fence <laughs> like it's home improvement. That's just after that movie's about. Uh huh. Yeah, I actually haven't seen that movie. I, I actually really, like that movie. I have no idea that movie. I, I, it's like they're motorcyclers. Oh, it's kind of like the. It's weird because it's like two halves. Okay. So there's the first half where it's basically drive with a motorcycle, mm-hmm. and it's the best. Okay, cool, awesome, love it. And then the second half is like 20 years later with that guy's son. Oh, interesting. That yeah. is very cool. It's super crazy. Oh, I should watch this movie. Yeah, it's kind of like medium successful, but it's really interesting. Yeah, I like swings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, very cool. Yeah. Uh, okay. One more thing on the list, and then we'll get to the rec- the recommendations. Uh, Morbius came out. No, the, the Living about- Vampire. Morbius, the Living Vampire, came out. Starring Jared Leto, made a bunch of money. Joshua, what's the Living Vampire? You know, I actually don't know. Oh, okay, well, I just got to see this goddamn movie. <laughs> I used to know because I used to like be very into like that little corner of Marvel that was like Punisher and Blade and Daredevil. It was kind of like the edgy edgy stuff, the edgy street level guys. Yeah. Uh, And Morbius Morbius is part of that. Yes. Morbius is a, uh, he feels like he's like their fantasy stuff. So Morbius is, I think the reason Sony has him is because he is Spider-Man villain technically. Oh really? Because I think I might be talking about my ass, but my, my understanding is Sony has the rights to Spider-Man shit. That's the deal they they struck in the nineties. Yeah, that's why they have Venom, and they ha- actually have Spider-Man too. You know, he's kind of on loan to Marvel. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, where Wait, so is Morbius a villain in the comics? Yes. Oh, so it's, it's a lot like Venom. Yes, and okay. he's like an anti-hero, and they, I think they're making him a little more hero, a little less anti for the movie. I really don't know the character super well, except I know he also is like a Blade antagonist at times. But I guess hmm. he's more of. A, I guess he's on the list of the guys that. That the Spider-Man guy is enough that Sony has the rights. Okay. Uh, Jared Leto plays him in the movie. Yeah. I haven't seen the movie. Uh, apparently they're doing some world building stuff. I don't know about that. Uh, Matt is Smith is in show it. up or some shit. Is Venom in it? I think he's is it in the Venom verse. I, I think they re- it's it it's in the Venom verse. I think they reference it, and I know they're trying to set up some connection with Michael Keaton, who play who is a character in the Tom Holland Spider Man. Even though the Tom he's Holland, Vulture, right? Right, but that's in a different universe, and I guess he's ended up in this one. But then all those guys ended up in Spider Verse. No, in in No Way Home. No Way Home. Yeah. Right. It went the other way around. I don't know. It's very complicated. Um, but Morbius did make a lot of money, <laughs> we so do, we, we don't more... have we don't have the two hours it would take <laughs> to unpack it to start Mor- a new podcast. It did about make this. a lot of money, so we're getting more Morbius. Morbius. More. Not lesbius. Morbius. Cer- certainly not more, lesbius. More, not more. the same bias we've been doing. We want Morbius. We want Morbius. 
Um, I do wonder what is a living vampire. <laughs> I think does he have like vampire blood? And, and I think Blade's a living vampire. Uh, or Blade's he, like half vampire. He's like he's like daddy's a vampire and his mommy's a lady. He's half vampire, I believe. His mom was turned when he, he was oh, in the womb. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Something like creepy. It's something womb related, certainly. Oh yeah. Um. I think he's just... Oh, okay. More. I'm, I'm reading on Marvel.com. Morbius. Michael Morbius attempts to cure his lifelong bug disease with experimental vampire bat science. In the process... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that bat science. In the pro- is that it, science made by bats or is that science about bats? Marvel.com. Is there like a little, little bat scientist? In the process, he turns himself into a living vampire um, uh, tortured by a life-sustaining thirst um that I, sounds like a vampire i don't know what the difference is maybe he's like partially vampire partially not maybe he's not technically dead so he can do some certain things um i'm not entirely sure i want to know more about bat science though <laughs> experimental vampire bat <laughs> science um good to know i don't really have enough i don't have a take on morbius no i just thought we should talk about it and we sure did and we sure did okay it is 12.33 Let's get the hell out of here. It's a school night. We have to go. <laughs> yeah. What are your recommendations? Our audience already hates us. <laughs> what are your recommendations? Tickled. Tickled. The documentary Tickled. It's about an exper- investigation into the secret underground world of competitive tickling competitions. But so it's this uh, it's, uh, Kiwi. It's a, it's, a doc- it's a documentary. It's like about a real thing. It's, it's maybe my favorite documentary I've ever seen. No. Okay. It's tough because I really, uh, last week I also, it's funny because I'm not really a documentary guy, but I'm mm-hmm. recommending two in a row. Yeah. But this and Paris and Burning are like my two favorite documentaries ever. Both very good. Yeah. Uh, but this one is a this Kiwi journalist. He finds uh, finds these videos online about uh, competitive tickling. And it like seems like there it's like a, it's like a porn thing, but it's not actually like X-rated. It's just kind of like suggestive. Mm-hmm. And he goes to like interview these guys. He's like, I want to know more about tickling. This is like a weird world. And they immediately gets like, shut down and verbally abused by this guy and the guy's like get the fuck away like you mm-hmm. idiot and he's like well this is clearly more interesting Something, than I thought yeah. so he's like I'm definitely going to investigate this and he just uncovers this vast conspiracy it's so much more I like I, I shouldn't even talk about it more because it's so like fun. I, I it's know, so fun to get into it I do know the thing but I won't say the thing because the people at home might not know the thing like what the movie's about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just it, he he uncovers a vast conspiracy that is far greater than you would have ever expected, and it's really crazy and really fun, and also had some like long term implications for him like later after the movie. So if you watch it, read about it later because there's more crazy shit happened after the events of the movie. Yeah. What's going uh, on with you? My my recommendation is uh, a anime series called Paranoia Agent. Oh, okay. Uh, it is uh, made by Satoshi Kon, who uh, oh, died uh, a while Paprika. Back. Yes, Paprika and Tokyo mm. Godfathers. Uh, related, but right now, uh, the National Museum of Asian Art with the Smithsonian is doing a retrospective. You can stream all of his movies for free on their website. Uh, unfortunately, the thing I'm, recommendation, I'm recommending is not one of the things <laughs> they're streaming for free because it's a series, not a movie. So, Ooh, motherfucker. But you can see Paprika, Perfect Blue, Tokyo Godfathers, and Millennium Actress, all of which are brilliant. I need um, to see Perfect Blue Millennium Actress. I'm, I have not seen Perfect Blue. I have seen the other three. Yeah. So Paranoia Agent is his anime series. It's only 13 episodes. Uh, it is about um, in the city um, when uh, basically whenever you start to feel like cornered and emotionally caught by your life and like you're not sure what like you can do next. Uh, a guy oh, like a 12 year old on roller skates and a baseball bat swings by and basically clubs you. 
Oh, I remember you guys watching this series and I, me being like, what the hell is happening? Even more than I normally am when you and Shay were watching. So I only anime. watched the first episode with Shay. Uh, and that was when you like came down and watched. The rest I watched by myself because I don't think Shay was down. Mm-hmm. But it's, uh, it's just very, very smart and very upsetting. It's all about just sort of like just the like the dread of modern life and like that i think it's such a specific idea of like you can't face the consequences or actions and you'd rather just be hurt so you can like that can be the story instead mm. like there's a character who just like is caught by this lie and then like someone comes around like kids her and like now it's like oh like you are now freed from the lie web of lies you told because you were hitting that now everyone's like you were attacked by this person like that's the story now. oh interesting and just like it's like that thing of like you know you wish you could just get a car accident you wouldn't have to go to work tomorrow yeah but like that over the road, oh, the how like every system. day i pray that i get covid <laughs> so i right. can get 10 days off of work but like over the so it's a really specific complex like analysis like analysis like depiction of like a very specific thing uh, it's also weird and hilarious, and it like does the like whole episode that like a, like does the whole episode about like three people who just want to commit suicide but can't quite find the right place to do it. That's uh, very funny. It's very, it, it gets really weird metaphorical by the end of it, but it's uh, very good, and I like it a lot. And I think it's on Funimation or something. You should just buy it. It's fucking brilliant. All right. Great. On that note, rate, review, subscribe, share our shit. Follow well, us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. HBLB podcast. Um, share our stuff when you see our posts tell people about us we love you we love doing this we want to keep doing get, it get a tattoo of our logo get the word out however you can yeah alright bye, bye forever oh thank god I'm just going to go to sleep <laughs>